In this People in Performance end of season special episode, we're going to recap what we learned from season two experts such as Kevin Oakes, Pauline James, Rohit Manucha, and Dave Milner. We'll then offer some predictions for what to expect for workforce planning and performance management in 2022. And by the way, this is a special crossover episode that'll go live both on People and Performance podcast and the HR chat show just ahead of the holidays. Hey, Bill, here we are at the end of another year and another season of the People in Performance pod. I'm looking forward to chatting with you today and signing off with some reflections and helpful predictions of what to expect from the world of work in the year ahead. Tell me about the season two guests and some of the key takeaways that you you gained. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Okay, so it was another pretty packed season of the People in Performance podcast. But I'll, uh, I'll try and uh, run through each of the episodes. I'll do it in uh, in order, starting from season two, episode one, all the way through to, to this one now. So in season two, episode one, we kicked off with uh, a pretty cool conversation with a guy called Rupert Morrison. Rupert is CEO over at OrgView, a global HR and organizational planning company that believes that the brightest business leaders need to design for disruption and turn it into a competitive advantage. And within that episode, we covered such issues as what are some reasons why businesses often don't fully understand the duties and the output of their employees. Um, I think you asked him around who should control the strategy and who should control the execution of most org redesigns. And also we we talked a little bit about in the context of um, one of Orgu's recent white papers that suggests companies can recover the cost of project investment in 12 months by consolidating manual processes and improving data quality to reduce time spent on reporting. And then in season two, episode two, we spoke with Rohit Manucha, who is the chief human resource officer at SIH AGH. And uh, he was formerly the head of HR at Arjun Coca-Cola Beverages Company. Um, and in that conversation, we, we, we chatted to him about uh, what are some of the biggest challenges for HR pros when working with leaders towards aligning organizations with with their strategic agendas and managing huge changes as a result of COVID. Uh, we also spoke a wee bit about what, what skills does an effective OD practitioner require, to, <clears throat> particularly in the context of managing a disparate and global employee base. And, um, and we touched upon when done in the right ways, what can an OD intervention delivered perhaps by a seasoned OD practitioner give to an organisation? And and also conversely, you know, what if it's not delivered in accordance with the specific culture of an organisation? How can things potentially go wrong? In season two, episode three, we explored claims that the approach called design thinking is going to become a game changer for HR processes. And in fact, in many organisations, it already is, Chris. Uh, design thinking, for those who are not super familiar, that's a process for creative problem solving that's helped HR teams across the globe deliver value, organise work and find solutions. And maybe at first glance, product design and HR perhaps feel a little bit apart from each other. Um, but actually, the approach has been lauded by many industry experts as a powerful approach that can solve problems with a more of a human-centric lens, if you like. And our guest in that episode was a really nice chap from Down Under called Glenn Donaldson, 
who's the chief customer officer and president of IntelliHR Americas. And he's, uh, he's a specialist in HR tech with expertise and passion for things like product strategy, customer success, and business expansion. And he was able to give us um, the, uh, the, the perspective of someone who works within an HR tech company, but works very closely uh, with their clients uh, to, to get the best out of the technology that their clients are using. In season two, episode four, we uh, we kind of interrupted the regular scheduling, if you like, and uh, we had a we had a video panel, and in that panel we we talked all things HR and recruitment tech. Uh, plus, we did a bit of a deep dive into people analytics and um, a, bit, a bit of blockchain as well. Now, I was the host for that particular panel, and uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, um, you'll understand why I've got the perfect face for audio podcasts. Um, and my my fantastic three guests were. Uh, the wonderful Chris Bjorling, who's with me, of course, today. Um, and for those of you who, who don't know Chris as well as I do, just a reminder, he is the CEO of Fidelo, a consulting services firm that specializes in improving human performance. Uh, we're also joined by Dave Milner, who's an author, futurist and consulting partner at HR Curator, a firm providing consultancy advice, support and solutions to clients. David is a big influencer on social and you might recognize the handle um, at HR Curator. And finally, for the panel, we had Elizabeth Foghese, who is the people and tech strategist and global leader of talent and HR strategy reinvention over at IBM. Um, Elizabeth, amongst other things, is recognized as a key global influencer in strategy and analytics. And she's been listed as a top 100 influencer by many different people <laughs> over the years. Um, and that panel considered things like how can people analytics help create alternative scenarios that can be predictive and have the best choices recommended, uh, connecting employee experience to the customer experience and why, which actually ties quite nicely back in with the previous episode with Glenn. Um, what can HR tech still learn from customer focused tech experiences? Uh, we spoke a wee bit about Dave's belief that HR needs to be more commercial in its approach. Uh, I won't say too much more. I'll, I'll uh, invite listeners to check out that episode instead. And uh, how can blockchain turn HR processes and HR tech into a company's competitive advantage? In episode five of the second season, uh, we spoke with a really big thought leader in the space, actually, Dr. Charles Handler. He's um, he's an analyst. He's a practitioner within talent assessment and human capital space. And throughout Dr. Handler's career, he specialized in developing effective, legally defensible employee selection systems. And so we spoke with him about issues such as process of assessment and selection. Why, for example, is it more important to ask the right questions than to keep the job assessment short, as his findings have shown? Um, are humans inherently biased or flawed in evaluating candidate capabilities? And is AI finally ready to step in? Or is that still influenced by, by biases as well? And we also spoke a wee bit about job fit versus organisational fit when it comes to you know, hiring candidates who'll stay and grow with the company is culture fit more important than credentials and prior career experience, particularly, you know, when you're trying to be a bit more um, giving in what you're looking for in people during this great resignation and war for talent. Uh, season six, uh, we welcomed Pauline James, Toronto-based Pauline James, who's the founder and CEO of Anchor HR Services and just generally an all-round awesome person. Uh, Anchor HR, a firm that helps organizations with implementing solutions required to drive a great employee experience and business results. 
And in that conversation, we considered how the how the challenge of assessing organizational gaps and needs changed since the outbreak of COVID. Uh, in a time when employers are bending over backwards to attract top talent, can they do so in ways that don't potentially compromise culture fit? That's a huge question that we keep hearing. And how can employers today measure an employee's output and commitment to their work and company's missions in ways that perhaps don't alienate staff? They don't feel like they're being monitored all the time. The... Um, the seventh episode and the one just before this, our recap, was with a big name within the industry, a guy called Kevin Oakes, who's the CEO and co-founder of the Institute, Institute for Corporate Productivity, or I4CP. Uh, and, it's an, and he's an authority on uh, next practices within uh, human capital. Kevin is also the author of a book called Culture Renovation. And drawing on data from one of the largest studies ever conducted on corporate culture, Culture Renovation details how high-performance companies such as Microsoft and T-Mobile and many, many more have, have successfully changed organisational culture. And in the interview, Chris and I delved into such issues as when it's an organisation in need of a culture renovation, uh, Kevin Great gave great answers to things like has has the pandemic exacerbated any of those problems uh, recent studies show that 62 percent of consumers want brands to stand for something so we asked kevin has this led to more brands taking a stand and making purpose part of their culture uh, we also delved into why are leaders often wrong about what their corporate culture actually represents and how can they start getting it right and what's the impact when the top level is actually aligned with the culture. So, Chris, that's a wee bit of a summary of uh, of the episodes in season two. I'm sure we'll talk a wee bit about season three before we finish up. Okay, Chris. So I've just spoken for a very long time there. Um, let's let's hear a bit from you now. Um, so we are two seasons through the People and Performance podcast already. Oh my goodness me. Any guests from either season, so you know, not let's not just restrict ourselves to to season two, but let, from either season so far that that you'd like to give a particular uh, shout out to a particular mention, and and if so, why? Yeah, you know that's just a dirty question. I I have to tell you <laughs> back there. Um, you know, I'm a father of seven kids, and if I ever said who's my favorite and specifically named one, I'd be in trouble. Uh, you know, I've had the pleasure of re-listening to all of our broadcasts as we've gone through each of the of the wrap ups, and I and I look back and I'm like, you know, there's not really one in particular that I just love more than the other. They're all spectacular. We've had such great guests with some such great in uh, insights and influence in their own space and for things for us to think about and go forward. I will challenge anybody because I know it was a longer session to go back and listen to the discussion that Elizabeth, Dave, and I had um, just here in season two, just because there's so many points and nuggets in there and there's a lot of fun things that, that are associated with it. And it was where I got a chance to be a guest versus being a host. So um, if you get the the downtime to to sit through that one and go through it again, it'd be wonderful. But Overall, you know, if you get a chance, go through the topics that we've had in each of our speakers, because they're, they're pearls of wisdom from everybody. And I appreciate everybody participating to date. So thank you. Okay, so what are, you, what are your predictions, Chris, for, for 2022 then, in terms of the ways that we manage people and maximize performance throughout next year? Well, maybe, maybe you can point to any new trends that we should be looking out for, and maybe what's going to stay the same as well. Hey, great question. Let me get my crystal ball out here and just kind of predict <laughs> the future here. Oh, there's going to be another. Oh, no. Uh, I don't want to go that way. 
So yeah, so great question, Bill. What what do we project for the future as we roll in here? First, we're going to have to weather through this pandemic next little, you know, the Omicron variant that, that's out there and, and keep going forward. But I think we've got those p- processes in place. So I think we're going to continue to move in the right direction um, with those types of ideas around how do we continue to, you know, react and to plan and to implement based upon what we're currently being dealt in the situations that are out there. So we go along those lines. So the concept of managing people, maximizing performance, though, I think we're going to continue to see, or at least I hope we do, um, the concept of the fact that an employer needs to really understand their culture and create the appropriate um, brand for themselves. They need to be able to attract the talent that they want to have to be successful. So, you know, and also to be successful in the way they want to work and the way they want to do their business. Because we're finding through the great resignation and everything else like that, that people are just choosing. They're choosing to not necessarily quit because they need to quit, but quit because they they want to have more affiliation or affinity towards uh, a, a thought or a brand that an organization has. And so that opportunity to to craft that brand, to promote that brand, to put it into your job descriptions, to move forward with that, you know, bake it into your um, performance review process, whether it's a traditional or whether it's a new, new, more conversational concept along those lines. I think it's important for that brand to be and the culture to be a leader in the process that's that's out there. And in everything, it's also to help shape the it's to help shape the employee experience when they're in the organization. You know, I just because we're later in, in, in doing this versus November, I also had the chance to sit through a Qualtrics um, review of a global server that they put out there. And, you know, the concepts of, of, you know, that they captured were listening to your people, shifting to strategic well-being, orient towards the future, invest in managers and leaders. I think all those types of things are, are items that we've talked about, you know, in bits and pieces throughout the year or throughout our two uh, seasons that we've had to date. But I think that as we go, into the new year, those are the things that we're going to continue to see as as success. And, you know, even even the technology you use to to help onboard and to move people through the process because we're now more remote, you got to have that that employer employee experience focus in putting those pieces in place and those tools in place. So that because one of the studies points that they found out was that the the best technology creates the greatest engagement with the workforce. So you know, as you, as you look through that, that, that technology needs to, to support where you're going. So as you know, in general, you know, employer brand, employee experience, technologically enabled to support our, our distanced interactions that we have more so now. So I think that's really where we're going to continue to see focus and growth in 2022. Okay. Okay. You put your crystal ball away for the time being, sir. Perhaps I'll, uh, I'll get you to, to bring it out again this time next year um we're gonna shortly wrap up but i i just want to give our listeners just a little taster of what to expect from january of next year so um i don't even need a crystal ball listeners because i know for sure some things that are going to happen and and those things are uh as follows well while season two i had a kind of a general leaning towards topics related to competency development season three of the people and performance podcast will have an underlining theme of development planning and helping employees grow and i can guarantee for you that in 2022 we're going to have amazing guests on and uh, they're going to be from 
organizations such as the National Association of African Americans in HR. And uh, we've we actually got the president from the NAAA HR. Uh, her name is Erica Broadwater. We've also got a fantastic chap from from uh, my neck of the woods, the UK. Uh, he's called Perry Timms, and he's the founder of a company called People and Transformational HR Limited. And he's just a very, very nice human being, and he's going to share lots of tips. Uh, we've got a guy called Dr. Spencer Niles, who uh, he does some stuff with a really cool company called uh, CUDA in the L&D space. And he's also uh, a professor over at the William and Mary School of Education. and I mentioned him earlier on as part of a pan panel that we had this season. That's Dave Milner, but he's going to be back on the show it, on his own. He doesn't need anybody else to prop him up this time around. Um, and he's going to get grilled by by Chris and I. Um, and we're also hoping to have a, uh, a chap called Bernard Bedon or Bernard Bedon, as, uh, as my North American friends would say. Um, and he's vice president of senior HRBP over at Nike. So um, a pretty good lineup. They're not the only guests that we're going to have on next season, but uh, that should be enough to get you salivating and, and itching for episode one of season three, uh, coming to a set of headphones near you very, very soon. Chris, before we do wrap up, um, I'll, I'll open it up to you in just a second. But from my side, I'd, I'd just like to say to the listeners that, uh, you know, we are back in it again. Unfortunately, we we thought we'd got through the worst of it, but we're we're back in it at the moment. But um, there are there are signs for for optimism compared to the alpha and and previous waves that we've we've all had to live through. And uh, hopefully, this will be th over sooner rather than later, uh, and then we can get back on uh, with with our normal lives. But I just want to wish everyone out there as as much as possible uh, a happy holidays and and uh, first and foremost a, a safe holiday period and and uh, hopefully a happy new year chris what about yourself excellent bill thank you so much uh my sentiments exactly for those that are going through the this time of the omicron and you know still closing out the the last two windows of of what's been going on as well um our hearts are with you especially during this this time of the year um we wish everybody the best in in processing through that I know that for some of us, we've we've had losses through this process, um, and you know we 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 feel for that, and we we know that um, you know we can learn from from everything we've experienced and and going forward. So I wish everybody the best with you know as they continue to deal through these season the season with the current state of of health and well being in the, in the area that you live. Um, I do want to go back and say. Uh, you know, it's kind of like a celebration time when I just heard you talk about our uh, season three uh, guest list. I've had the chance to talk to a few of them, and I am so excited for the for everybody, for all our listeners, because you're going to hear some great episodes. Um, I think you're going to really love the the talent we've bring we're bringing to the table here because there's a lot of great thoughts, a lot of new things. You know, we're going to get into diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. We're going to get into different concepts around what's and why's and how's. And it's just really going to be fun for people, I think, if to, to pick us back up in January and, and go forward along those lines. So it's there. Uh, for me, I just want to wish everybody happy holidays, whatever holiday you're celebrating. If you're not celebrating holidays, enjoy the time off that everybody else is celebrating holidays for because most of, it get, uh, most of us get it during this time of the year. So just enjoy the end of the year and... Um, you know, I hope you're grateful for all that you have and all of those that are around you and wish you all the best.
Excellent. Uh, I've just got one more thank you to add, um, but I'm going to preface it with an apology because um, I was I was in Toronto very recently, but uh, I wasn't able to, to go south of the border without having to do lots of tests and things um, to, to meet up with with you, Chris. Um, but we will we will get there. Um, but I just want to add one more thank you. And that's to you. Um, thank you for being uh, an awesome human being and someone who's lovely to work with and someone who's uh, great fun to to co-present. A, a little podcast in the HR and leadership and talent space. So thank you and uh, long may it continue. Bill, thank you very much. I just need to reciprocate because it's so true. Um, you're the catalyst behind this and I appreciate you reaching out to me and saying, hey, Chris, why don't we look at doing this? You didn't have to, um, and but I'm having a blast doing it. And I'm you know, getting a lot of different people co- chiming in at different uh, different mediums saying hey this was cool i want to learn learn more about that talk to us about this and so it's a great chance for you know for further conversation for people because the topics are so relevant and you're really keeping it alive and fresh and i and i love that and i love the working relationship with you and i wish you best in the uk right now as you're back across the pond and uh i hope you enjoy your time with your family Thank you. And um, well, I think that's everything for this year. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, We will be announcing when episode one of uh, season three comes out. It will be most likely mid January. Don't tell anybody, Uh, but we will will be announcing that very shortly. And uh, we, we can't wait to be back in your earphones telling you more about what's going on in the world of work. But until then, happy holidays and a very happy new year. This podcast is supported by Fidelo Inc., a consulting firm specializing in improving human performance. Through their products and services, Fidelo helps clients design, develop, and implement strategic integrated human resource processes and systems. Learn more at fidelo.com. That's F-I-D-E-L-L-O.com.